Hello and welcome to MySecurity TV and our Tech and Sec Weekly. My name is Chris Coverage. I'm the Executive Editor with MySecurity Media and today we're diving into API security with No Name. We've got Carl Matson, the Chief Information Security Officer with No Name. He's in the US uh, and obviously he used to be a customer of No Name. So there's a lot here to tell and unpack. And I titled this Backbone to a Digital World and API Security is certainly that. So let's welcome on now Carl Matson the Chief Information Security Officer with No Name. Carl, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Great, mate. Uh, where in the US are you? I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minneapolis, okay, very nice. Uh, pleasure to have you with us. Let's start with No Name, and I think it is one of those, I didn't know, when I first saw it, it was like, okay, better explain this one. Uh, it doesn't exactly uh, disclose a lot. So yeah, where does No Name come from, and I think, from the audience perspective that I understand we're diving into API security. Sure. So the uh, the name No Name uh, was not a, a stroke of marketing genius. It was it was really an accident. Uh, a couple of years ago when the, the founders um, started the company, uh, they reached out to dozens of CISOs around the world really to, to elicit their you know, their feedback and, and and API security is a category. Uh, what was working well, what wasn't, uh, and as the CISOs responded to this this outreach, um, so, so many of the CISOs, the first thing they said was the the, the name no name, which was a placeholder in this questionnaire, uh, was what what the CISOs loved uh, most, right. and so uh, they really kept the name uh, uh, really out of accident. Well, I thought there was a clandestine nature to it, and API security kind of has a little bit of that, and particularly in Roma. From the sector or the, the cybersecurity industry, there's a lot happening in this particular space. And as I mentioned, uh, sort of I titled this the backbone to a digital world because really that's where sort of the digital transformation is. That's the front line for APIs uh, at the moment and that integration. Um, where is some of the, the, the key aspects for no name and API security? And we'll, we'll maybe the story behind uh, your involvement as CISO as well. but. What are some of the key aspects that uh, No Name is doing in the API security landscape? Sure. So the you know going back uh, you know ten plus years, uh, APIs have been used as sort of general purpose utilities in IT for a long time. Uh, AP APIs aren't new, but what really started to become new uh, and and increasing exponentially very recently is the use of APIs for public facing, internet facing uh, services uh, at, at a at a um, an enormous quantity. So what, what has really happened is the API was sort of a forgotten utility, uh, but when we started using it to host sensitive data um, out to the world and, and, to, and to be a part of like core business processes, um, the level of like precision needed to, to get API security right really, really matters now. Um, and so what, what we have, uh, you know, traditionally application security practices would have included APIs as part of an application security practice. Um, the reality is, is those, those existing practices and application security uh, are not really well suited in a lot of cases for APIs specifically. So that really generates um, uh, demand uh, for um, uh, the threat actor because now the threat actor has a new surface to, to focus on along with the web application. Now you have the API endpoint for the threat actor and subsequently then the security teams have to respond in kind with um, you know, better controls and, and, and better lifecycle management practices to, to counter that threat and to be sort of on the, on the front edge of where their businesses are going with APIs. So it expands that threat landscape. What's some of the, because we hear a lot about DevSecOps and DevOpsSec and, and the order of all that that comes into, but this is really just expanding 
the the land that sort of the the attack surface uh, is probably a better term is around all of this. What are some of the the pain points? Because of most of the businesses I mentioned, it's a part of a digital transformation, uh, application development, and the like. Um, what are what are some of the key pain points? Because I think that'll come back to uh, where your secret source is. But yeah, what are the pain points that you see in the market in API security? Well, I'd say there's there's really three primary pain points, and these are pain points that I felt um, certainly in in a financial services role was number one pain point is um, APIs are being developed and published at a at a at a, a sort of extraordinary frequency and, and continuously. So um, organizations have thousands of APIs often, and so the first the first pain point is the security team just having the capacity. Uh, to to keep up with API development. And so we have to bring in automation. So that pain point is very real for a lot of teams. Um, the second pain point um, would be in the actual API breaches uh, that we know about. Uh, those are um, um, more often than not, uh, not actually source code vulnerabilities. They're vulnerabilities of misconfiguration. And so a misconfiguration would be something as simple as an API uh, deployed in production is simultaneously internally and externally addressable at the same time. That is a configuration error made, not in source code, but at, at the runtime environment. So what we're finding is, is this, this volumetric pressure creates a lot of errors in production. A lot of those errors are, are misconfiguration and, and placement. And so those pressures are, are, are very real. And then like the, the, the third area is just, um, you know, having the, the, the skills and the knowledge because, you know, security teams um, have to be masters of everything now. And so when we can take your security operations center, for example, at, at 2 a.m., think of all of the different technologies, all the different threat surfaces that they have to be, uh, have, a, just have a general mastery of. And so what we need to do is we need to put in our in the security team's hands um, tools that allow them to, to handle that complexity. Um, and so uh, automation, training, um, and understanding that threat surface, um, not just the code itself, but also the context and the configuration, all of those are pain points that we, we, we I've felt personally and, and we, we feel with our customers every day. Well, it's great talking to a CISO as well, and maybe a bit about, about your background before we go into the platform a little bit more, because you need to have that insight from the customer's viewpoint, uh, and obviously your internal facing as a CISO, uh, and you mentioned Fin Services. Yeah, what's your background? How did you? How long have you been with the company, and what's your? What do you find is your key role as CISO for No Name? Sure. So I was uh, uh, I joined the company last summer, about nine months ago, uh, and and prior to that, um, I had been uh, um, among the, the the first No Name customers in, in a CISO role at Penny Mac, which is a financial services company in California. Uh, I was a CISO at a bank for about four years before that, um, City National Bank, which is part of the Royal Bank of Canada uh, family. Um, uh, I was a senior vice president at PNC Bank in Pittsburgh for a couple of years before that. So about a decade in banking um, or yeah. financial services. Uh, and this this particular problem set in application security, I think, was something that um, I, I, I learned about because I was pre my first career, I was with the government and I was an Intel analyst for, for a decade. And so um, the, the the taking an analyst mindset, um, I'm not a software developer by background, I'm an, I'm an analyst. Yeah. And so um, the thinking through the problem sets, I, I think a lot more like a SOC analyst than I do a, as an application developer. And so, um, you know, taking that mindset, I, I, I've always known uh, for several years that this was a... Um, like an analytic problem to solve, uh, and and there was a lot of parts of the of the application security puzzle that uh, I wasn't able to wrap my head around. For, perfect example would be um, how how do I know that my inventory of APIs is even correct? 
Um, yeah. Like that's just a basic CISO question uh, that I wasn't able to answer with sufficient confidence, um, let, let alone whether those APIs are sort of configured well or are they vulnerable. Um, so those are some of the pain points that I went through in, in, you know, in, in financial services for, you know, for about a decade. And how um, did you come? So you were a former customer, I understand. So they must have poached you. Uh, or it is one of those things also with a, with a new company. This is out of Israel. It's not uh, um, a new story for that I've heard in terms of where they work with the customer. Startups work with customers. Uh, it's often a good way for a startup to, to go. Uh, where's the company now? And you, it, you know, speaking with us, you're coming into the Asia Pacific. So you're now moving globally. Uh, and where's the market for you? So yeah, what's a little bit about a background around the company and and where the sure. current strategy is? Yeah, yeah. So the, the company started a little over two years ago, uh, and 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 myself and, and a, a number of CISOs of uh, even larger enterprises than I led um, really participated in in design partnership early with the the, the founding team and the and the development team at No Name because what we were finding at the time is that the the, the the, the category of technologies just at that point was not sufficient. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't getting the job done. So uh, what No Name really built around uh, the whole platform was customer led requirements. Um, no Name is not a platform of IP looking for a customer. Uh, it's a platform built by customers looking for IP, nice. yeah. uh, and that's and for for me the the sensibility of the way the company developed its platform and its strategic direction. Um, I, I had a at least a, a front row seat to that from the beginning. And I, I just developed a really natural affinity for that. So that's a that's a business model that I want to be a part of because it was it was um, it was a demonstration of a company that was sort of listening to the customer and they and yeah. they were really building that building that that capability literally every day new releases in in the early stages. Of course, now it's you know two week cycles, um, but that that sensibility was something very different. Um, and and for me uh, to to consider the opportunity to join. Um, to join a smaller company never really occurred to me until about a year ago, and then, but this was just a um, an opportunity where I, I didn't feel like I, I was going to take a back seat, where like a, C, a voice of the CISO would be would yeah. be a prominent um, driver of of product strategy. I think plus you've, it sounds like you've also seen the explosion of uh, of applications over the last sort of decade in in financial services, uh, and you, there's obviously a strength there for the company, but. Th applications and, and API security applies to all sorts of different sectors, right? So is there any other sort of growth areas that you've seen that are also dealing with this and, and grappling with this? This is all leading to a sort of a skill shortage and circles back into the importance of, of tool sets and automation? Well, yeah, certainly there's a, uh, the technology of APIs and like, like I would call it like the, the actual risk um, is really agnostic to industry vertical. Um, yeah. But I do think that there's a couple of um, very, uh, call them the more obvious and pressing use cases for like ex exposure of financial data through mobile applications or for example, telemedicine and healthcare. That's a very present use case that those organizations are acutely aware of the, like the consequences that are at stake with good API you know, development and security. Um, but you can look across other verticals too, from manufacturing to telecommunications that uh, they have, they have, they really do have the same chessboard of APIs to, to, to consider, to protect, to identify. Um, but they, they, um, you know, it really depends on kind of company to company, um, uh, how far along they are in their API journey. It's really not about vertical. It's more about every, every company has its own pathway.
And it, I suppose speed to market is another challenge. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of your partners? How, what's the the ecosystem that you operate in, and, and some of your key partners that uh, the audience might be aware of? Sure. So uh, we are a, we're a, a channel first company. So we're a technology company. Um, we have yeah. uh, implementation and professional services, but um, everything that we do working with our customers is is led by channel and integrators because yeah. we know that uh, within the within the context of each customer, um, each each customer may need a different combination of technology plus process design or plus, you know, some consulting or professional services. And that's the customer's journey. Uh, so I think to date we have over over 100 um, channel partners um, globally. Wow. Um, oh, and, and I think, you know, the, the no name team uh, in Australia probably has a, over a dozen options. Uh, so probably any channel partner that uh, that a company wants to work with, we do. We also work with, um, you can buy us directly through the AWS or Azure marketplaces. Nice. Um, that's another convenient channel for companies that are very you know cloud focused. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a channel first and, and strategy um, because that make, that makes sure that the, 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 the people who are, are working with our customers every day and who are really vested in their, like their overall program successes, they're, they're leading our engagements. And who do you normally deal with in the company or from a client's perspective? Who do you find you end up talking to? And even as your role as CISO, uh, you know, at, at what level do you tend to talk to? But we often deal, you know, cybersecurity is a team sport. Uh, who do you tend to find is the sort of the, the one knocking on the door at no name to, to either test or, or run some diagnostics? Yep. Well, it, it's... um. You know, it's probably I call it the, like the eighty twenty rule, which is, yeah. um, you know, eighty percent of our conversations probably start with an application security team, uh, because an application security team is amongst the security disciplines is probably yeah. the team that's the most um, like aware of like the kind of risks and and. Yeah capabilities or, or gaps that they have. Um, however, when it comes to the actual then an implementation and operationalization, there really are, uh, it's really a balanced um, set of stakeholders because application security professionals are, are you know, uh, thinking about these problems. But then you also have to include like security architects because we have to be able to to, to see across the network and that requires a, a network and architecture team. Uh, we also have like alerting and capabilities that we have to work with uh, SOC teams because if a if a misuse or an attack event is in progress, it's the SOC team that has the, has the lead. Uh, and so we have to work with the SOC team to make that part of the chain, um, you know, complete. And then definitely application architects and enterprise architects on the development side. Those are stakeholders who we um, we really, really value because they're they're oftentimes the institutional knowledge about an API yeah. footprint. And so we, we really want to bring them in as soon as possible because we know what there's so many things that they can benefit by having the visibility that we have. That's an enterprise architect's dream, uh, but they're not usually the first person we're talking with, but we want to talk to them too because they're a they're a key constituent in the platform and and, and making it healthy. Well, maybe talk us through the platform. Uh, what are some of the, the key areas or, because it sounds like you're running from everything from the development stage through to the monitoring uh, and reporting stage. So uh, I take it it's a dashboard, but you know, how, how does a customer, what's the sort of onboarding process? Where would they start? And then uh, sort of as they build that um, sort of that deck for them. 
Yeah, so it's it's uh, the, the no name platform is really two modules, and so the there's the, the the primary module, which is really what was our kind of our, our original product, um, is we call it it's a runtime platform. And what the runtime platform does um, is is it reads through various traffic sources on the network uh, passively uh, to create an inventory um, and to see and touch every API in an environment. So we create the 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 universe, the 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 encyclopedia or the phone book of APIs. And then are they configured well? Are they public facing? Are they protected by a WAF? All of the data about the APIs that you want to know to manage the posture. Uh, the second thing that that first module does then is, is runtime defense. So it's, it's that traffic analysis of detecting when a misuse is in progress, uh, especially a misuse that may be a compromise of the API's internal business logic, like authentication or authorization. Uh, so that's our, our runtime platform. Uh, and then the, the second part of the software is our testing product. It's called, we call it active testing. And so, of course, we can identify vulnerabilities and misconfigurations across an ecosystem, but you're where you want to be as a security team is, is 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 addressing those risks during development and so we have an active testing platform um, that uh, applies a sort of a sophisticated api testing ecosystem so that you can connect to your code repos your cicd pipelines to do those types of security checks pre-release pre-production um, so those those two um sort of software modules cover us from uh from the moment the developer um puts hands on keyboard to code the first api all the way through 2 a.m. Uh, sock alarm going off yeah. in the middle of the night because there's an attack event. Um, we're, we're looking at that that full life cycle view of APIs. How much of that is automated, particularly say the phone book or the encyclopedia mm -hmm. building? Is it going out to the environment and finding all of those or yeah, how much configuration is required in just onboarding all of that data? Yeah, so the the the, the collection and, and creating the the inventory is, is definitely it's 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 fully automated. Uh, the only thing a team really has to consider is once you have an inventory, um, you may create subsets or collections. So, uh, for example, you may look at all of your APIs that have credit card data, and you might designate those as. As a, as, a, as a sensitive high risk group of APIs. Um, okay. And so a, an organization is gonna make a choice once they have an inventory about what, what actions to take if there's an event or a misconfiguration on this subset. Another example would be um, where there's APIs in Europe and there's APIs in Australia and there's APIs in the US. And we may just create a grouping of those so that when there's a misconfiguration, uh, the notification goes to the right product team or the right yeah. application security team. And that's really that that internal workflow. That's what a customer has to handle. We handle the the collection uh, automated, you know, that's that's the core, you know, that's the core value of our platform. On the reporting, does are you able to, to sort of customize the reporting on that? You mentioned different regions, different countries. Mm -hmm. We've got different legislation around, different compliance requirements. Is there a reporting uh, aspect to this as well for compliance? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So the, the the first thing that we can you know we do when we 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 see that API for the first time is we identify the sensitive data elements um, that are contained in the payload. Let's say for yeah. the sake of discussion, yeah. you know, credit card. And so, uh, credit card is a is a is a it's one of the advantages we have with APIs is it's structured data. So it's easy, pretty easy to pick out most sensitive data types out of an API call because it's structured nice. data. And so then we have what I call them out of the box tags like PCI, HIPAA, GDPR, sensitive data types. Um, and additionally, then customers oftentimes have things like a customer record number that is a, you know, it's sensitive data, but it's unique to that environment. So we just, yeah. they can add that additional tagging. So that you have a catalog, you have a catalog of the APIs, but 
probably just as important as the catalog of the sensitive data, uh, where it's where it's traversing and 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 what APIs are um, are are producing and consuming that sensitive data. And in the region for you in Asia Pacific, uh, what, what's your initial observations as you've sort of come into this area? Obviously, obviously you've got some uh, partners and channel partners here, but have you got much insight into Asia Pacific? Because again, when you, we we have this conversation. I still think of uh, a skill shortage and the pressure on teams and this automation helps them or uh, allows them another tool set to, to use uh, just to make their job a little bit easier. What's your initial observations in Asia-Pacific uh, around that aspect in, in terms of how uh, application security is being applied? Well, certainly I think the, uh, the you know, the the most obvious sort of category in financial services, um, which is we've seen in the US and we've seen in Europe, we've seen that in Asia Pacific region is no exception to that, that financial services firms um, commonly have a, like an acute feeling of, of what they're uh, what they're missing or what they have in terms of APIs. Uh, and then outside of financial services, of course, then you've got um, telecom and healthcare where some of the larger companies have, have been pretty ready for something new in the, in the market. Uh, and so we're just getting a fantastic response. Um, and, you know, to be frank, you know, we're, we're still relatively new in the, in the region. So um, that's going to be, um, you know, for 2022, we, we just, ex you know, we're, we're, we're optimistic that this is a really successful um, uh, area for us because we're, we've just gotten a lot of amazing reaction here in the first few months. And most, and you're 100 channel, so you're obviously going to be dealing with your channel partners. Mm -hmm. um, mate, what's your call to action, I suppose, uh, in relation to that? Uh, what would where where would customers start if they hadn't heard of you, and if they have not heard of No Name? Um, yeah, where would they tend to start? And if they do need to reach out, uh, some of your key partners here in the region. Sure. So I think with the relationships we have in the region, uh, Plectin Labs, Incepta Solutions, Evansion, um, all of those partners we work with to do, you know, proof of concepts. And we work with those partners to, to, to sort of design a proof of concept that's lightweight, simple, um, and can be can be done in a few days. Um, and that partner led, um, you know, proof of concept, um, you know, usually is very quick. It's a it's a really quick way to diagnose the health of an API ecosystem. And that just gives the security team really an accurate picture of where they are and, and what risks they're exposed to. It's one of those things I think I, I keep bringing up the skill sets because if you don't have those security skill sets or uh, there's a sort of a limit of those uh, on the team, it's these these tool sets that uh, you are referring to. So it's, as long as it's lightweight and high reward, and it does always sound like high reward, right? So just a simple little mistake, misconfiguration, poor code or an error, a code error can have uh, high ramifications. So these tool sets and API security is why uh, it's so important. Brings me back to the uh, the title, uh, API security and the backbone to a digital world. So Carl Matson, Chief Information Security Officer there with No Name, and I love the name. Thanks very much for joining us on My Security TV. Thanks for having me, Chris. Good man. Cheers, mate.